Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all the trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. And all recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And this week, one of the better things that they are offering is a balsamic fig chicken. Uh, Seems like it would taste really good. Go to the link in our show notes to get... $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh and the number one meal kit. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today we have an episode that is a part of the love series. It's a series that I've been doing for quite some time. Uh, It's a quicker and a closer way to get closer to me, I guess. Uh, This episode is entitled Romance, My Way to the Top, The Woes and the Wows Without the Sex. Now, me personally, myself, um, growing up, I, I'm 36 years old now. Uh, I used to say 35 so many times I was getting used to that. Um, the thing that I noticed, uh, growing up, we were taught a, a way of romance. And when I'm talking about romance, I'm not talking about, uh, you, you just go buy some flowers or you get a card and, um, you just give it to whoever you're dating. I'm not talking anything like that. Uh, we were taught this famous word that I preach so much. It's called intimacy. Intimacy was taught to me at a young age. I probably like around three or four years old. Um, my mom and my dad would always sit me down when they had to talk to me about something and they would look me square in the face so that I, I could understand who I'm talking to and no distractions or anything. And sometimes in life I've strayed away from that. I don't always look at the person I'm talking to, but they taught me this little intimacy thing. And this was this um, clear and crisp direction of whatever you're trying to communicate. So from that point on, I went on, uh, went to elementary school and uh, met a young lady there. Uh, her name was Brandy. Uh, God rest her soul because she did pass away. Um, and that's not a recurring theme in my life. That's just something that just happened later on, I guess. Um, and she was the first girl that I liked, you know. So back then we used to write uh, things down on paper and I barely... And I'd say in, I was in transitional first grade because I didn't do too well in kindergarten. So um, I wrote her this letter and, you know, my, my, my handwriting was good, but some of my words weren't all together. And I kind of just put the little heart in a box with a check mark and then an X. And she checked inside the one that obviously I wanted, which was, you know, that was the first time that I didn't uh, fail at something. So, okay, so me and Brandy... Uh, were boyfriend and girlfriend for about maybe 14 days. And then sadly she moved away, nothing there. And then later on, you know, I I go on uh, third, fourth grade, whatever we are, everybody's having good times. But by the time I reached middle school and in in Virginia, where I'm from, middle school starts in fifth grade. I had already kind of figured that um, I was going to be a a lover man or lover boy, whatever you want to call me. So, uh, there was quite a few people that I liked and it was one lady in particular that I liked. So I went out here and I realized that, Hey, some people will find credibility in how you do something for them. So 
back then we had tapes and we had CDs, but I was one of the lucky ones to have a CD burner. And um, my older sister, Valen, explained to me that when you're when you have a, a you know technology like that, you can use that to your advantage. And even later on in life, I would do this. So <clears throat> my sister taught me to make a mix CD because beforehand, my mom and dad, they used to make mixtapes and different things like that, which I made one mixtape in my life, like legitimately recording songs off of another, off a dual deck. And I learned that that was not the way for me. So I went ahead and um, that's probably what started my bootlegging and different things that I did later on in life uh, with music. You know, everybody had Napster then. So I asked the young lady five songs that she liked, and then I put five songs in there that I liked. So after the CD burnt back then, it would take like an hour to burn 12 songs. Yes, it did. And I burnt the CD and everything was fine. Then my sister added something extra in there. My sister came through with the nail polish and she did all kinds of designs. and put the, the young lady's name on there. And then she presented to take the, we called them jewelry cases, which that was a CD case. And she took the CD case. And she started doing, putting the nail polish on that too, doing some extra designs. So, you know, my sister's doing all this and I'm thinking, oh no, my sister's going to charge me. So either way, um, my sister did all that, put the CD in. I wrote the track list on the inside so she would know what she's listening to. And anyway, went back to school, handed it to a young lady. Young lady listened to it. A day later, I got her phone number. Now, back then, getting a phone number was the was the greatest thing on earth because we could talk on the phone, you know, up until eight o'clock in the evening. So that was my first fray into, um, you know, building up a romance. So we would go on field trips, me and this young lady. And whenever we go on these field trips, I would have my mom make something special for lunch. Even though my mom wasn't even that great at fixing anything, she would just pack the right snacks. And we would just talk about everything. And I didn't realize at a young age at 10 or 11 that that conversation that you develop with someone goes way more than the physical portion because anybody can, you know, provide you kiss and holding hands. But the, the times like when we went to Monticello, uh, which is in Virginia, went to Monticello, we just held hands, talked a little bit. And just because it was the right lighting and the teacher that was there on this uh, trip was awesome and took that picture. That person still has a picture of me and them back then and always says that's one of the sweetest times that they had. So we fast forward on on in life because I'm not going to go deep in detail to every single encounter in my life. Um, we'll run around about eighth grade right before I got into high school. That was the pivotal time. You know, you're, you're 13, 14, and some people were 15 because they failed. But um, at that time, I, I truly had an arc about me. I had mastered writing letters. I could write you a um, hundred words, hundred word letter in like 10 minutes and it would sound good. Um, I, I studied a lot of poetry. I read a lot of poetry and maybe not studied. So I was pretty good. So um, anybody that I dated in between in there, I would find poetry and I would always give credit to the people that wrote the poetry, but I would put my twist on it at the end and then add in something that incorporated how I was feeling. Um, and along that way, like I said, once again, that whole communication deal right there, um, I constantly always worked on how to make the painting that I'm painting for whoever I'm dating, um, the painting that they want to see. It was never about what it was for me because I knew regardless 
that the effort that I put into it will result in something great for me. So I continued this on. Um, and then through high school, you know how high school is. You have your ups and downs. Uh, and that's where more of the physical comes in for some people and, and some people it doesn't. And um, the one thing that I noticed in the dating pool back then in high school was that uh, there were there were three types of people. There was the uh, person that hit the home run, as they would say. There was a person that hit a single. And then there was a person that would hit a, a triple. Well, I wasn't any of those people. I was the guy that came up to bat because the pitcher couldn't bat. <laughs> so, you know, being that guy, I kind of learned uh, that sometimes the romance is not all, it doesn't all have to be such, so drawn out. It's something that you can, can, can um, make very fast and efficient. And that's where the whirlwind romance developed. That's something that would carry on with me throughout the rest of my life. Um, Cause I realized that you could amplify everything that I was doing. Um, but you could do it way quicker, way, way better than what I had was doing. Um, because these things will be drawn out very long with the romance as a younger man. And it would lead to a heartache that would last longer than should have when I was younger lessons learned to, to myself, I believe. Um, so as I got older, I realized that, uh, an art that died was the art of chivalry, being kind, opening a door for someone. Um, and then, and I'm talking about just on a simple date, opening a door for someone, holding their hand. Cause a lot of people date people don't even hold their hands. Don't kiss them, uh, in public, no type of public affection that I see that you see very often. It's usually we're just walking, you walk ahead or you walk beside each other or whatever. So with that being said, I, don't pay attention to those to very, very small details like that. But that's something that catches on. And uh, the other part inside this, this thing is, is being attentive. Uh, in the very first bit of time that you're talking to someone uh, in the dating process, right? I've noticed that if I start talking to you in August and we're not serious, we're not seeing each other, but we build a constant communication I'm learning about you. You're learning about me. We're taking the time to like, like when you're going, going to school, you're, you basically learn each other um, so that you don't lose each other. Cause you know, if you don't learn them, you're going to lose them. Um, and after that time, when it actually comes time to meet, or if we, you know, if we meet fairly quick, if I talk to you on Friday and we decide to go out on a date on Monday, um, I would make sure I had a vast amount of knowledge of, about you and that I, would go back in my mind somehow because I got a computer inside my head. It, it used to be a Pentium. Then it went to an Intel. Now it's the new Apple chip. Um, and I would pick out certain things about you that were going to be very easy for me to remember. But at the same time, I would be like, man, if somebody remembered this about me, would this be important to me if someone reiterated it to me? And I'm like, yeah. So like for me, for instance, it, it, the, the whole thing with me was if you knew that I like Mega Man or if you knew that I like Mario or Zelda, and you had just a reference to anything. You didn't even have to know anything about it. You could have just got on Google or you could have went into your brother's um, video game collection and looked at Zelda and be like, oh, this game's called Link to the Past. If you just said that to me, that would wow me enough to spark up a better conversation with me or get me involved myself, you know. So right then and there, that, that was a simple part of romance there. So you do this build up, then you actually get on the date. And when I get on the date, I would always flutter or... 
I'm not going to say any bad words, but I say I'd mess up the date because I'm going to sit there and and I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know what I want to eat. You don't know what you want to eat. And um, and it's very instance. I'll give a great example. Uh, I know she won't mind me doing this. Um, when Stacy and I uh went on our first date ever, um, we sat in a parking lot of Walmart for almost two hours, uh, right across the street from an Applebee's. Uh, and yes, Applebee's is a staple of uh the restaurants that I eat at Applebee's every day. Uh, anyway, and I'm that's a shame. That's not a shameless plug. That's just I eat at Applebee's. Um, me and Stacy sat there and we talked. And before the buildup between her and I was very simple. We had started talking over a period of time. Um, we knew each other prior in the sense of that she ran a store that I um, used to frequent very much for French vanilla coffee. That's where the name Frenchie comes from. And um, we had developed a, a good conversation. So, you know, there's a lot of today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all the trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. And all recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And this week, one of the better things that they are offering is a balsamic fig chicken. Uh, seems like it would taste really good. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh and the number one meal kit. Hi, I'm Jay Christian, host of The Cognac Room. The Cognac Room is a weekly uninhibited drink infused podcast about adulting and male and female interactions we discuss everything from money sex breakups you name it we're getting into it i have two lovely co-hosts who join me over a nice glass of cognac and we have a ball we laugh and we talk trash so pull up a chair pour up a glass and let's discuss you can find us on all streaming platforms anticipation to us meeting again and when we met up it wasn't that the anticipation wasn't there we just clearly didn't have no direction on a date because even as long as we talked we never sat there and and actually decided on what we were going to do on a date we just wanted to see each other you know which uh in west virginia uh you usually date 70 miles away from where you live or 77 miles in her case um nothing on the locals just whatever um so um we finally go eat and we're at Applebee's and we're eating or whatever. And um, my recollection is very good on things and her recollection recollection. Uh, she probably would not be able to tell you anything about the conversation. But the thing that I do remember is, is that I had a template set up and maybe I'm guilty for having that template, but this was the thing. We knew each other's favorite colors. We had a, a decent amount of uh, knowledge on each other Um about our little storied histories and different things like that. Not too personal, but just enough, you know, to make good conversation. The whole date, I kept eye contact on her. I don't even remember what she ordered. Did I remember back then I was just eating chicken at the time. So I do know that I ate, um, I know we got a, a sampler and the sampler was whatever, but enough about the specifics of the date. The key thing there was, was that 
that night me and her didn't go have sex or anything like that me and her kissed um i had to go back home so she took me back to where my transportation was going to take me back home um because i did not have my vehicle at the moment um and we left from that period on we didn't date we didn't go on another date for almost four and a half weeks she probably felt like i ghosted her but we continued to talk um a little bit after valentine's day because like i said i had other obligations everybody knows that uh with anything i do in life i'm traveling or i'm on the go so that's one thing there um basically she she and i got back together after that and you know once again we went on i think it was two more dates and then if something happened it happened but we won't have to go into details about that because this this episode is not about sex and from that point on um it was a it was a sparked interest in each other like that just kept going and going and that interest kept going for the simple fact that we took time to learn each other and we built up a, a a romance there in the sense of that we went and did things together we traveled you know we over time we would go to virginia beach for no reason or we would go to columbus for no reason we went to places to eat we sat and talked we watched movies we did every and anything that you could do outside of sex to build a friendship and a great relationship. Uh, I brought her into my world of wrestling. She had no interest in wrestling before me. She probably didn't even think about wrestling. And she does more with wrestling than I do, um, going to live events, uh, even outside of that. So um, the things that, that break down in, in, in the romance portion were like, I learned things that made her happy. I am not a a person that takes care of uh, puzzles. I don't do puzzles, but she liked puzzles and board games. So at set periods of time, I make sure we set aside some time, play board games. Like tomorrow night, for instance, I will be sitting here playing a board game. May not be what I want to do, but she does a lot of things that she doesn't want to do. Um, but still, it ties in together that these minor things outside of sex builds up a great relationship. Because the cool, the cool thing about um, building up romance is like, she doesn't know when I'm going to do something sweet or something like that. It's not that I don't do it every single day, but you know, rare occasions, uh, I get a chance that I can just sneak off and go do something. So I will go do something. Um, our passion for this podcast and different things like that have led us to become closer together because we're learning the ins and outs and different things like that. So that there's no, you know, weirdness or anything when it comes to that, but getting back into this whole romance deal, um, before and um you know there was a, a split between us and then you know we went on with life then when we got back together um we had to learn each other again um in the second go round and learning each other we took way more time to get focused obviously we were a retread like a tire so obviously sex jumped back into it but the thing was was, was this time around like we sat back and just we've done things the normal like in a normal sense of like this she doesn't want to go do something we're not going to go do it um we enjoy each other's company like valentine's day we don't nobody's worried about valentine's day um i make that trip down the road and you may not consider this romance but i consider romance uh i go out there and get this bag of chick-fil-a ice that she wants and i know that somewhere deep down that's something that she's really passionate about and I say never hurt anybody. 
So I'll go around the mall and go get this bag of Chick-fil-A ice, lug it around, bring it back here. Half of it's melted, then it then it freezes up again in the freezer. But that's something that makes her happy. When we go on sightseeing, Niagara Falls or something like that, um, generally for me, I never realized like that not everybody gets a chance to to travel and go everywhere. And you know, to me and her now, traveling ain't a thing. We just do it like that. But in certain instances, and I see them back when I look at pictures, like even when we went to Lake Erie one time, it's a simple part of the intimacy that we built up in in the the years prior. The simple conversations of talking about what I wanted to do in life, what she wanted to do in life, and where she wanted to go. That when we go to these places, you can just see a little 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 spark, a little extra um, light in her eyes that you normally don't see every single day. So. I personally can say that I, I built I built my house and I built the castle that I own on romance. I didn't have to go out here and wow with sex. I didn't have to go out here and um, say anything because I never wooed her or anybody else with um, the prowess of, oh, I can bust it down in the sheets or I can, I'm a, um, a home wrecker or anything crazy like that in the sheets or something like that. No, I never said anything like that. All I ever did was engage and say that in this whirlwind romance, you will have a very good time. You will be treated different. You will be treated well. And sometimes things get misconstrued in conversation things because miscommunications happen. So, so bad things do happen. I'm not saying anything, everything is peachy and hunky-dory. But for a good portion of time, that romance that we developed through text messages before seeing each other screams way louder than um rambunctionally saying oh we can go have sex anywhere or we can do everything with sex and sex is the main ingredient of our relationship so i want to thank you guys for listening to this this is once again part of uh west virginia and commonplaces uh love series remember romance my way to the top the woes and the wows without the sex um, and if anyone would like to comment on this, please uh, go over to um, our voice support and just let me know how you feel about this episode. If you'd like me to do more episodes like this and I'm signing off.